Hey, good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. Um, tonight we're just gonna do some current events. You know, the band is back together again. Um, hopefully we get some people in the chat that's gonna be willing to discuss, help us with the discussion and discuss some of the issues that um we're gonna discuss tonight. <clears throat> First and foremost, um I just like to say that today is uh two anniversaries in um what we call African American history. It is one anniversary is the uh, March on Washington that Dr. King led. And this is why they had the march today to commemorate that. As well so as also it is the uh, anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day. The day that Branch Rickey, the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers, decided to break the color barrier and sign Jackie Robinson. So we want to just point that out as uh you know, we love to say that we are honoring our ancestors, so we just want to point that out. And uh, we have an interesting topic today. It's current events, but we're going to talk about Jacob Blake being shot seven times and then the protesters being shot as well as the NBA and um, our thoughts on everything that's going on. And we must realize that everything that's going on is fluid. So we might do a show today and something crazy happens tomorrow that totally goes against what we um see what's going on today. So uh, take it away, Keita. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable. Um, I was extremely concerned <clears throat> by all of the memes that I've been seeing um, in reference to uh, comparing the shooter of the protesters from Jacob Blake's shooting um, and the uh, murderer, the 17-year-old murderer who uh, drove from another state and came into their state during the protest with um, every intentions on murdering and killing someone. I found it to be so disturbing um, that they're portraying him as if he was a kid who was trying to be helpful and protect businesses. I can't begin to fathom why a 17-year-old would pack up from a completely different state, come into another state to protect businesses that he has no connection to. It was not family members' businesses. It wasn't a friend's business. It wasn't his grandmother's business. But this was his intentions. And his intentions were, um, I, I think, I believe it was a lie. I don't believe that he came into a completely different place to protect business that he had no connection to. I believe that he wanted to come and shoot and murder someone. Because you can protect businesses. Um, you know, they've been showing that all over the news for the last couple of months. They protect businesses with just their bodies, with signs. You know, you can put up a sign that says, Black Lives Matter. If you really were concerned um, about the businesses you wanted to help them, write out some Black Lives Matter signs and post them and hang them on the businesses. Because that a lot of times saves some businesses from being um, destroyed. destroyed. You know, knowing that these businesses were in support of the, the, uh, the Black Lives Movement. <clears throat> you know, that kept a lot of these businesses um, afloat. He could have just been a body, um, went out there and with some plywood and hammers and nails and boarded up some businesses if he was concerned about businesses, business windows being broken. 
there were so many different things that he could have done to help protect these businesses, not come in with a mob of murderers and guns whose intentions were to murder and kill, you know? So watching that, and then like I said in the beginning, seeing there were people who were like creating um, dialogue, I, I, I call them, they were memes, but it was to create dialogue, to compare this uh, murderer saying, you know, here you have a 17-year-old murderer, but Tim Wright, Tamir Rice was a child playing with a toy gun. So a child playing with a toy gun was murdered within seconds in an open carry state because they believed, because they said he appeared to look like an adult. But if he was an adult and he was in an open carry state and he had a toy gun, and he was playing in a park by himself with nobody around. Why would you murder him and kill him? Then you have this this person who intentionally came into a, a different place to murder and kill. To murder and kill. And um, came into another state whose intentions was to murder and to kill. He was 17 years old. And he walked through the streets with his gun while other witnesses were shouting, he just shot someone. He just killed someone. He just shot someone. And he literally allowed him to just walk right past them. And he made his way all the way back home. I, I, you know, I think it's all done intentionally. I think it's done on purpose. Um, we were looking at his rap sheet. They, I saw there was a they uh, they posted his rap sheet and was saying you know he has these different offenses minor or not but he's had run-ins with the police so you have someone who had all of these run-ins with the police and he's very he's always been very disrespectful to the police because all of his run-ins were were you know so all of a sudden now it's well he always said he wanted to be a police officer who said that when did you have time to talk to him to ask him that like when did he say he wanted to be a police officer and that was his dream. Because if that's the case, if you have this murderer walking around saying he wanted to be a police officer, and you know damn well you're not a police officer because you're only 17 years old, now we're talking about somebody who's mentally disturbed and doesn't even deserve to even be able to carry a gun because he can't distinguish the difference between reality and 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 playing and playing. He thinks he's out there playing. He really so you so you're saying that now out. He he wanted he wanted to be a police officer. If he thought that that's what he was doing, and you know you're 17 years old and you're not a police officer, then there's something wrong. So just the whole, all of the different um, thing pieces that have been going around, and and people have been talking. Uh, Trevor Noah has said the same thing. He was like, you know, he said the same thing I said. Like, there's no way your intentions were to come to another place to protect businesses when you were fully armed with a fully armed army with other white supremacists you were not protecting anything you came to kill so you know and, and with all of that and seeing the march on washington hearing that jacob blake's uh, sister and father are now singing a, a completely different tune. It's just very disheartening. You know, it's like, how do you, you have these people out here protesting and fighting, and then you have the, his direct family member saying something different. Um, you know, I, I, I would just say, 
you 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 have to when you're when you're out here fighting for a cause you have to be aware of what you're doing why you're doing it it has to be true to your heart because i tell you the slightest little thing that gets disheartening you'd be ready to give up you were ready to give up like watching the news and they're painting this murderer like he is you know just a kid who wanted to be a police officer just a kid who wanted to help and, and and protect businesses just a kid i just don't believe that i cannot imagine that you know the the level of conversation you must have had before you left your house how could y'all have planned for this event just the uh just to just to give uh Kay was in the comment and Kay mentioned, what are they saying? Um, one of the comments that his sister said during the March on Washington was that she's holding the black people accountable. And, uh, what are we, we accountable need, for? I'm just explaining. She just, oh. she, we're holding the black people accountable. We're just, we're holding the black people accountable and we need to make changes. Uh, mind you, she was aligned with Reverend Sharpton and behind her was her father. Um, Keisha, do you have anything to say about this? Like, you know, I, okay. So here's the thing. And I don't want to offend any white people. White people are about anarchy. We're not. So when you look at the riot situation, even from Floyd and all this other stuff, it's white people being killed, not black people. Being like we, we just want our do. And to be left alone, like I, I just want to be treated like a person and be left alone. White people really be more about we're gonna burn this shit down. So I don't understand what we're responsible for. Um, I don't understand how that mother drove her seventeen-year-old son to another to kill more people, white people, but more people. I, I just don't understand it. Like, if you were protecting, you would be standing in front of the store with a gun. That's enough for people to not um, enter the store. So I just think that it's we're living in a mess. We're living in a mess, and we're and I feel like black people are getting blamed for a lot of stuff. We getting killed for a lot of stuff that almost don't have anything to do with us. But hey, that's the American way. One of one of one of the things that um that I that I that I learned from you guys is sometimes you got to deal with each issue as they come, and all issues are separate. But the reality of what's going on is that all of these issues have to do with everything. This issue has to do with race. This issue has to do with policing. This issue has to do with how people are protesting and what the protests should really be about and how people will change your agenda when you have an agenda or to switch their, into what their narrative about. And it it's, it's comes to a point where we cannot continue to avoid what this country was founded upon. And I know that we, we've been having conversations about race for a while, definitely in, on the shows. But you can't avoid it. You cannot continue to avoid the racism that's going on. Um, one of the things that I thought that was crazy is that that particular area where he got shot is a redlined area. I actually showed a graph in the, in the group where he was killed in a predominantly black area. So that even goes into the policing, how the police 
deal with them? Was were they community type police? Uh, why did they shoot? Why did they shoot him seven times in the back? They saying he was reaching for a weapon. We ain't seen the weapon. And then when we go into, you know, the open carry state. Now this is a Second Amendment issue. You know, we seen the video. But, like, how was he able to walk? You just shot two people. But and I don't didn't understand just... how is all those police there, right? He's walking to the car. So your first motion is to shoot him. They could have just grabbed him. Unless I need to see another video. And I listen. I can go with well. You don't walk away with from the police. Like I, I can understand that. But it's not about that. It's about what do police do? What were you so afraid of by him going in, getting into the vehicle when you had the upper hand? I don't understand. Right, but, but it's almost like police, they can't fight. They don't have any physical training, no nothing, right? So if they the biggest, I watched them in high school because I've watched them body slam teenage girls on the ground. No problem. They'll snatch a little black girl up, buy her hair, body slam, or throw her around, everything. He's walking to his car, and you have one, and you, you're following him. I, I didn't even listen to the audio, but you're following him. And then when you want him to do, when you, want, when you don't want him to get into the car, you grab him by his T-shirt. You don't even grab him any, like, you don't physically grab. I, I, don't, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I really just don't understand it. If your gun was in your holster, you could have grabbed him by the, his shoulder. You could have grabbed him by the back of his neck. You could have grabbed him by his arm. You could have done any, you could have done anything. My whole thing is your life was not threatened. That's the problem. This is the problem. Then, I'm on the line. Like your then, life was not threatened. And then so when you get to the, you can't the, be um, afraid of what you think is going to happen if it never ever happened. Your life was not threatened. And then when you address, like I said, the they they said allegedly that they tried to uh, stun gun him. I don't know on the other side of the vehicle. I don't know. But then like when you address the issue, Shakita, about the guy walking through the town. After he shot two people, you hear gunshots like, everywhere. You hear gunshots, gunshots everywhere. You you actually hear people people are throwing bags at him, like the bag is gonna stop and they walk. In. I guess the guy with the skateboard was trying to to, to stop him because of what he was doing, mm -hmm. and they got this guy like, oh well, you don't bring a skateboard to a gunfight. Like what is wrong? Like it's something like like wrong with people right now. Um, so then, so then, like Shakita said, he was able to even go back home, and basically, he home. basically this kid did not get arrested. He would not have got arrested if it was not social media, mm -hmm. because social media had the tape, had the video, and they put the video out there, and that's how he got arrested. But the issue, the, his mama was driving the getaway car. Oh. Yeah. And when are they going to put her in jail? Could you imagine, first of all, when they believe that black people are selling drugs in their house, when they believe, when they think that a black person is selling drugs in their grandmother or mama's house, they kick lock that grandmama they up. kick in the entire door and, and snatch everybody in the house, take you all down for questioning. Just because you think somebody is selling drugs, or you got a tip that somebody sold drugs, I ain't telling no I'm secrets because they in the group. I'm gonna ask you guys. I'm gonna ask you. Murdered 
multiple people and maimed other people. And his mother is still sitting at home weeping and has the audacity to be behaving as if she's mourning her son. They need to snatch up every single solitary person in their entire family and find out if it was a conspiracy that all of those those people, white supremacists and murderers, traveled to another place to kill somebody. That's well, the thing is, the right thing on. is, the thing is that they they've been trying to say for years how the white supremacists have infiltrated the police and people have looked at it as conspiracies. Um, People have tried to but say they that haven't the, infiltrated the police. They were always the police. People, people um, have always said how the police are complicit when these people come to these towns to do this. And I and I have to make a note of something that I believe was what's ironic is more of us are outraged about this than anybody. And the two people that he killed was white. Mm -hmm. So it's not a race thing. Why most black people are outraged. Black people are outraged because it's an injustice that's going on, and uh, the media has always do what they do, spin it. They brought up these people's records, like their records mean that they should have got killed. Like, what's your record got to do with you being shot and slaughtered and destroyed, and now the, uh, Jacob Blake is paralyzed? Hopefully, God willing, he could able to walk again. Hopefully, he's not paralyzed for the rest of his life. But... um. They seem to always do that, bring up a person's past um, whenever they get killed, which is it's the oddest thing or shot. Black people are very forgiving. And, you know, I'm going to acknowledge my European blood today. I'm not. That shit annoys me to the 10th of power. We we forgive our oppressors. Because Keisha's having a moment right me. now. I mean, it's not one me. of the things, hey, 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 Keisha, one of the things, right? I don't know Keita, you know, Keita be Keita don't like to talk about this stuff. Um, when we mention stuff in the group, like we don't be we won't be going, she don't go there. But it's like, yo, his mother gets up there, Jacob Blake's mother gets up there, and I have to address this. Jacob Blake's mother gets up there and she talks about President Trump and she, I guess she missed his call or whatever, right? Okay, people are mad about that. Then his father said on CNN today, I seen the article, I read the article, said that he took a call from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and he felt like it was his uncle and his sister on the phone. I just want to ask you two because you, you two guys are mothers and I'm a father, and we never want to think the, the the unmanageable. But when do we allow these politicians to come in our space when we when we got grief? I don't know. I can't even imagine. 
I, I can't even imagine. I really just cannot imagine. I really just cannot imagine. I can't imagine. I've watched the Youth Hawkins documentary. I watched it twice. And in a Youssef Hawkins documentary, um, um, uh, Al Sharpton had just um, finished the whole scandal with uh, Tawana Barley. Tawana Barley. And when Youssef Hawkins' father, now Youssef Hawkins' father, if you watch the documentary, if you haven't yet, you know, oh well, because you should have. Youssef Hawkins' father um, was out of his life the majority of his life. I'm getting to a point. And when he came back into his son's life, it was only nine months before his son was killed. And he said, I need to call somebody. I need help. I need someone to help me. And the media gave him out. He wanted Al Sharpton. And the media gave him Al Sharpton's phone number. When I tell you that man went so hard for his son, the entire trial the entire time he went so hard for his son and he never once bitched up because um the uh who came to see him it, different celebrities came by the house to see them different politicians the current mayor Koch trash Koch came to see him then the, Tra Dinkins, trash. the, the black him his 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 trash ass came to see him sucking and driving bullshit he never wavered, not one time. He was outright outraged at what happened to his child. Like, he was sick, and he would get on there and go off sometimes. He would be like, if I killed somebody, if I killed a white child that came into, into my neighborhood, they would string me up by my, they'll string me up by my neck and lynch me, hang me from a tree. He said, meanwhile, these this mob, this lynch mob that came after my child and murdered him is is, is 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 out here doing whatever. And I felt that. You know, and then if you look at you look at these people now, and anytime something happens, they don't I, and I, you know, I pray to God nothing ever happens to my children because I don't I don't want to have to set no examples. I swear I don't. But I can't imagine Something happened to my child, my child, or one of my children, and I'm speaking such a. I, I, I can't, I can't even imagine any. I can't imagine. I can't imagine being so peaceful. That uh, a young um, um, sports commentator said, I think it was either yesterday or today. He was speaking to his son about this situation, and he has like a 21 year old son, a 14 year old son, and then he said one of his other children are deceased, and I don't know if he died as a child or what happened. But he had said to his son, you know, I, I, he was saying how he worries about his children. And he said, you know, I had to say to my son, you know, because if they kill you, I have I'm, I have to kill them. So if that's how if that's how people feel about their children, how because a politician calls you on the telephone. You, you or, or, or you get so sidetracked and you start talking a different, you start speaking a different too. What power, what Jesus Christ like, or, or Allah, uh, life, life feelings do these people possess that they possess that when they talk to you, you see the light. You're like, Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to speak peace. I want to speak differently. So you, your outrage about your son being killed was, was true. Because how does it disappear when somebody you don't know talks to you? 
I don't understand that. How does that outrage disappear? I wouldn't care who got on my phone to talk to me when my child died. My feelings are my feelings. And I'm not talking about death. We're talking about murder. We're not talking about being murdered by somebody you don't know. You're literally watching the police snatch your child by the back of their t-shirt and put seven bullets in his back and in his neck. I think I think it it goes it goes to a point that we made yesterday. We had I did a show with Stacy and Dwayne, and it goes to the point where you 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 get to a point where people are asking for permission. Mm. You don't need permission to turn up. Mm-hmm. And Unfortunately, like I understand the president making a call. I get all that. I understand uh Vice President Biden and, call me. and Senator Harris calling. I get all yeah, that. I, get I do it, get all but, that. But at the end of the day, I don't need y'all call, and I'm definitely not gonna talk about y'all call in public because it goes to a point that at the end of the day, y'all ain't stopping nothing. Like a friend of mine said to me today, he said, Listen, man, we've been alive a long time. We saw President Carter, we saw President Reagan, we saw Clinton, we saw both Bushes, we saw President Obama, and now we see Trump. Ain't none of them stopping the police from killing unarmed black men. And unfortunately, that's where, since George Floyd, and unfortunately, uh, since Jacob Blake has been shot, they're trying to redirect people. And, And I don't know why we, for some reason, Keep falling for it. We should not. Don't get me wrong. Every American has a right to vote. Every American should vote. Vote for who speaks to your values. Right. However, this is not about voting. This is about unarmed black men being shot and slaughtered in the street. This is not about. This is not about voting. And um, none of them poverty pimps. That's what they called them in the seventies. Can none of them call me? Okay, because ain't not nobody gonna be able to talk me down or off the ledge if it's my son, if it's my nephews, they'll call me. Um, like the, the what who bought them jeans? Who, who called this person? Ben, ben Crump. Ben Crump on the scene again. Poverty pimp. Ben Crump is a poverty pimp. Like, um, I, I, I'm at a loss. I just don't understand it. I feel like that black people, particularly black women, we are at the forefront. We re- we are responsible to elect the president and all this other different stuff. You know, we, we're the most educated, we're the most ambitious, and we're still the most behind. And everything falls on us. Um, so I just including the fact that we're burying our children. That's too much for a person to bear. Try Jesus. <laughs> I would Try definitely me. be for like my grandmother. My grandmother didn't want to hear anything. It's nothing that you can say to me. Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old playing, playing with the toy gun. They they was writing that this was a twelve year old man. I mean, this seventeen year old at a park under a gazebo. He was playing. That's what twelve year olds do. It's like our children are not children. What was frightening or scary about him? 
nothing. But then you got this 17-year-old with an automatic rifle walking this that his mama drove him to another state to, to have carnage. Mind, mind y'all, he didn't look old 17-year-old. He did not look old 17-year-old. He looked at young 17-year-old. He and, and and then mentally he was a young seventeen year old, but he was big. He looked like he looked like an adult to me. Fuck him. He like an adult to me. They offered him. They offered him water. They they gave them instructions to to assist and help in police work. Why would you give armed white men at a peace at a protest where no protesters have any weapons? Why would you give strange white men that you don't know? the authorization to push protesters down the street. Shaquille, you think if you think if they uh you know the NFAC wait, brothers was there they would have gave them that, uh, I wanna say this wait Quentin because the Democrat led government is just as racist as the Republican. Now you may finish. That's why hey. shots fired. Keisha that's shots fired today. That's but that's it, true. Truth and righteous loyalty. Ain't that how you say it? That's true. Keita, let me ask you. Do you think that if the brothers from the NFAC was there, they would have uh, deputized them? Because that's basically what they did to the kid. They deputized him, gave him police instruction. Oh, no. No. They would be smart, too, because people would respect them. Um, and that's another thing. I feel like <clears throat> pol certain police officers... And, and those men in particular wasn't looking for respect. They were looking for people to fear them and be afraid of them. And I think that's I think that's what we lose when people be like, oh, police officers have such a dangerous job. Okay. Some of them give respect because they want to be respected and other ones evoke fear. They want you to be fearful of them. They want you to be afraid of them. They're very intimidating on purpose. When they pull you over, the way that they treat you, it's all to show um, uh, slave, slave master, um, uh, tyrants, um, peasant. Uh, you know, it's 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 that's the type of environment that they put you in, and they want you to be afraid of them all the time. Those are the ones who don't who don't who should not be police officers. Your job is not to cause people to fear you or be afraid of you. And that's what they wanted the protesters to be, was fearful of these strange white men coming into town with guns. Because everybody is so afraid of white men, strange white men with guns. The first thing you think is white supremacists, oh my God, these people are now coming out of the woods and they're about to start shooting us and killing us. Because those are the video. that's the... That's the <laughs> imagery. Yes, that's what they put out into the world. Like they want you to, they want you to believe and think that all of these white people are hiding in the woods, training to come out of the woods and murder us all up. And all of us black people don't have no guns. We don't know how to fight. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. We are all going to be murdered and killed because the whites are going to come out of the woods with with you know tanks and shit and bulletproof vests. This is what they believe. And I watch black people say this all over the internet. I watch them say this all the conversations. Oh, you need to make sure you got a gun. You need to every I, I, I know most of the black people I know got guns. Women too. So so to keep that keep that imagery up and keep pushing that into people's heads and thinking that, you know, these white people are gonna so okay, 
if you have everybody so fearful of the white man that's going to come out of the woods and murder us all up and kill us, how do you expect them to protect themselves? Because they're not. But you know what? They're not. You're not even. They're not even preparing. They're not even preparing just to to, to keep themselves safe. They are in a state of fear that at some point these white people are gonna, and, and the media portrays that as well. Just like that 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 wealthy couple that stood outside with their guns to protect their property. This is what we're thinking that white people are waiting to just step out of their doors with guns. But that imagery is okay. That imagery is okay to think that white people are going to just stand outside of their doors with guns, and if they kill you, oh well, because they're protecting their property. But black people, that imagery for people who, for black people, it's wrong. It's crazy. So let me. So, so <laughs> you know, I had to play my um my Steve Harvey monkey music because that's what be going on. There'd be a lot of sucking and jiving going on. I still so gotta... believe that's that man voice. But go ahead. But that's him. <laughs> no, that's him. But listen, um. Let's get to my guys, man, my NBA guys. So the NBA Wednesday, um, Milwaukee Bucks, as we may or may not know, um, right before game time, decided to boycott to get the game. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it was up in the air whether they were going to boycott just Wednesdays and Thursdays games or whether they was going to go back um, and just say F the season and boycott the rest of the season because of what happened to Jacob Blake. Um it was various reports that um, the two L.A. teams led by LeBron and Kawhi was like, F that, we ain't doing it, we don't want to play, let's just go home. Uh, then the next day they kept, they had more meetings um, and said that they were convinced that playing would be best for their platform. From what I understand, uh, Michael Jordan consulted with them and told them that while they're playing, it's best to have a platform and uh LeBron had reached out to let me finish, Keisha. Okay. Uh, that that LeBron James had reached out to President Obama as well to consult with the issue. Me, Dwayne, and Stacy, I gave a show about it on Wednesday, and I felt that me personally, I felt that the NBA players at the time uh, shook the throne, and what I mean by that is that. It was $24 billion at stake whether they were going to return the play or not. And they decided it was best for them to play, which they basically reached an agreement, the players' union and the NBA reached an agreement where they'd have various uh, polling sites, uh, PA, PA addresses during during the games uh, to increase uh, awareness with uh, social justice and so on. Um so they're going to play. They're going to return to play tomorrow. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, I know y'all ain't really into sports like I may be in, but how do you guys feel in general about um, them protesting, them boycotting, and then now going back to play? You can't take them seriously anymore. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely love basketball. And, like, you know, when everybody was all into football season, I could wait for basketball season. I love basketball. And I haven't been watching as much, um, you know, with the whole COVID thing. I just I just didn't I didn't have any interest. You know, I have other things going on in my life. And I just kind of wasn't interested in the game with no fans and all of those. So I just wasn't interested. But when they were boycotting, I mean, you know, I thought, wow, you know, you have all of these teams with all of these black men. 
at, like at, like almost every team is all black. Like so, you know, I'm like this is fantastic, you know. The young tennis player, the young girl, she was two matches away from um, she boycotted too, and she uh, stepped away, boycotted, and I, I was just so impressed. Like you know, here here they are finding like they can afford to step away from work when other people can't, you know, to to boycott. But to see them announce a boycott and then take it back, like I'm still in denial. I'm like, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna. They're not gonna play. Like I'm still in denial. Like how do you, how do you? They faked you out. They played you. You would no, you are no longer going to be taken seriously, ever. And before you decided to boycott, you should have, this. You should have checked all, checked all your boxes, dotted all your eyes, crossed all your T's. If you needed to ask Michael Jordan, okay. If you needed to ask Barack, who's not your president, never going to be a president, and did what for you? I don't know. But if he was not, he's, what what relevance does he have? You don't even know him. He's not a mentor to you. You don't know that man. You don't know any of these, you don't know any of these people. You could, you should have meditated and prayed before you went out and asked somebody's opinion about what you should do in an, in an, in an environment like this, in a time like this. These people are out. These people are not affected by what's happening to you. Oles Michael Jordan is not gonna is not being affected by police brutality, like like you are. Y'all are all in your twenties. You're all in your early thirties, and you still get pulled over and treated like shit when you're riding to go to work. This is affecting you and your family and your young children. It, if you felt respond, if you felt like you needed to boycott, that's what you should have done. But now that you put it out there, said you were going to do this, made this huge announcement, and took it back, man, it's you. Keisha, fake you out. Keisha, do you have an opinion on all this? Well, I before mean, you start, I'm Keisha, I'm before you start, that the tennis player. The tennis player, the, the tournament got postponed, and she's agreed to compete in the tennis the tournament tomorrow. She's a kid. She probably following behind. Listen, it's not many Muhammad Ali's. Child. Jim Brown on the train. Let me just say this real quick, Jim Keisha. Somebody, somebody commented and said, I think it was important to Bork if you comment on Facebook, please say who you are. If you haven't given StreamYard your name, your permission to use your name, because I can't tell who you are. It said they says I think it was important to boycott on that day and days after. But the fact that they have a platform is more important right now to use it if they have it and comprehensive plan to follow. That makes no Why? sense. Why? Oh, they will always have a platform. They will always they, have a when they, go to, when they get up to go to work, they're suited and booted to play basketball. That's it. We watch the game. Let me tell you something. Charles Barkley. And they go back home. If LeBron Charles Barkley has, has a platform. Out, if LeBron James stepped out of his house to have a conference, he has a platform. That man will have a platform for the rest of his life. The, plat the platform at the arena is not it. If he quit tomorrow, he will still have a platform. I don't understand I why he's the... saying that. Because we we idolize people with money and stars or um, like we're, okay, black people as a whole is confused. 
we've we've always had a seat at the table after slavery. We've been like we were instrumental in creating the Republican Party. We've had a seat at the table. The Congressional Do Nothing Black Caucus have been there I, in my entire life. I'm in my mid 40s. They sold us the fuck out. Okay. So stop it with the seat at the table because Charles Barkley also has a platform. Charles Barkley's a coon. Okay. So we don't really understand. We don't understand as black people today, right now. Uncle Tom wasn't bad. Uncle Tom wasn't bad. Right? These people who get into these spaces in South, whether it's corporate America, because it happens there, whether it's a small business, whether it's the NBA, Jim Brown is a coon. Yeah, they float that picture around. He tried to tell Muhammad Ali, don't do this, don't do that. You, you know, we gotta shake hands white ass. So while he was met Raquel Welch, who wasn't even recognizing that she was Spanish, she was passing off as white. So we have to stop putting all this faith into these stars because they money come first. Yeah, I think that's what it's Being about. Hard. I think it's more about money than it is anything else. Because one of the issues that I have with the guys, and um, you know, you guys, you know, you're entitled to how you feel about them, and I, I, I encourage that. Um I'm not gonna say that I'm strongly upset with the players. I'm just very disappointed. And the reason why is because like I said, I'm seeking permission with the basketball players. Seeking, seeking permission, seeking for permission, and all that you don't have to do. Number one, you 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 actually shook the throne so hard, where we don't even play hockey, and hockey was postponing their games because of what the, the NBA players thing. did. If we don't play basketball, fuck what they saying in your in your comments. If we it is no basketball. Ooh. All, 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 all that you basketball. had most. You had, and the basketball got the strongest union. The football had the weakest union. The football, uh, the baseball probably had the strongest, but basketball is not. Too, if 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 some white people can say whatever they want to say in the comments, if y'all don't get y'all black asses out there and play, it ain't no basketball. One of one of the things one of the, one of the things to be um. And the comment wasn't directed to our chat. I know what Keisha's talking about. She's talking about Twitter. But one of the things that people don't realize is that if – I just want people to understand that if LeBron James would not have played, just him alone, Child. LeBron James actually could have broke up the CBA. The union probably would have been broken up because of him. And I'm not saying he should. I'm not saying he shouldn't. But sometimes – and this is where I will always say – if you walk in the steps of Muhammad Ali, know that once you go down that road, it's a lonely path. Right. And that's another thing. They all want somebody to beat to back them and they want to do it as a group. You don't have to do shit as a group. And another thing I think we're forgetting is when we when we kicking out Muhammad Ali's name, Muhammad Ali's best friend mentor um was Malcolm X. So when you have that kind of person backing you, loving you advising you and not from a I want to make money off of you or 
so concerned about everybody else making money. This man was talking about another man's soul, another man's heart, another another man's mind. He was telling him what it was that he was advising him and helping him on what he needed to do to make a stand for himself and for his people. And that was it. It had nothing to do with, you know, well, well, Muhammad, you know, you got these kids. I think I our generation has messed up. You should keep working and give us, you know, because, you know, I know you got this money. You know, That's not the type of advice he was giving them. So here you have somebody else that's, you have other people advising these athletes and telling them about an entire machine when, again, sometimes you got to step out on faith and do what you think is best for yourself and for Pete and for your people. And if you want to make sure that the children are safe, what are you going to do about it? Oh gosh. But I think that this is, but see, here's the thing. Yes. I walked out on my job. Whoever's asking, I did. I did. That's when I opened my own business. But so I, I said that to say our generation don't understand that Muhammad Ali was destitute. They think that when we see Muhammad Ali and he he have recovered by that point, back then he was destitute. And even Malcolm X, Malcolm X, his family didn't have anything. $27, $27 in his pocket when he got killed. When when um, Martin Luther King died, Harry Belafonte, Martin Luther King had Harry Belafonte take life insurance out on him. So that's how his par- that's how his family was able to live. Malcolm X had nothing. So I understand that we all have roles that we have to play. That's not my problem. But then play your role. Like if you know that you don't have the ability to stand on the front line and do all like some people don't even when you're an entrepreneur, we were somebody and I were going back and forth in a post the other day as an entrepreneur you have to understand that you're not getting a paycheck every week Hmm. right you're not getting a paycheck every week some people don't have the ability to live on the unknown so Mm -hmm. it's unfair of us to to say everybody entrepreneur no we're not all built to be entrepreneurs like and then and another thing that we're lacking on is yeah. we don't know our history. We've been entrepreneurs. We've been some of us bought our way after out of slavery because we were working on the plantation and then we were farmed out. We've been entrepreneurs. I think and one it, of the it's things going to close or make us the, the Latinos should have never surpassed us. It's a reason they think. So let me let me, ask, let me let me let me ask you guys something. But uh, before you finish, let me just speak on one of her points. When they said, when she said, you know, everybody isn't meant to be an entrepreneur, and everybody isn't meant to be an activist, and everybody isn't meant to speak up on behalf of Black people too. And I've been saying this a lot. If you are not saying something that is putting the cause in the position to progress, I'm gonna need you to shut up. And I'm saying, and I say that in the most oh, respectful part. way possible. 
one of one of the things i need you to take a step back and mind your business i need you to take a step back and stay out of these conversations i need you to take a step back and just be quiet and maybe and and i again respectfully learn look be observant study learn some history know what you're talking about because we all got a place because when you put yourself out there and you're having these conversations with nothing, with no, with no substance, and people are seeing you talk about vote for whoever, and people are seeing you say, oh, y'all need to stay home, and people are seeing you say, oh, y'all need to stop setting things on fire. And when people see you say, well, they need to go to work because all of those other people are gonna be out of jobs. And then you have other people that think just like you that watch it and see it and are saying, yeah, I think that too. Please be quiet so they can be quiet and everybody can learn and, 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 and let some shit soak in for a minute. Because you're saying things and have a conversation that you just should not be. Everybody should not be an, uh, uh, an entrepreneur. Everybody ain't meant to, to speak up and say anything for anybody. Be quiet. So let me let me let me ask you guys a question. Um we see that we see that the narrative with um, these, these, the brother George Floyd getting killed and Jacob um, Blake had a narrative got switched to voting. Even the players, in my opinion, got redirected. I believe that they should have boycotted and said F the season because I do believe that they would have, even though it may seem as though they did something crazy, sometimes the crazy ones are the trendsetters. And I believe that they Bottom boycotting, even in two days, they should have kept it going. But let me ask you guys a question. Um, what happens in November when their candidate or the candidate that everybody wants to win doesn't win or does win? Man, I, you know what? When, when Trump, during the election of Trump, and people were losing their effing minds at the thought of this man winning. And I remember I, I didn't like Hillary. I, I, I didn't like anybody. And I was very vocal about who I liked and who I didn't like. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we got into an argument. Yeah. And, you know, I was very vocal at the time about who I liked and who I didn't like and how I really just didn't like Hillary. And I remember arguing with somebody who somebody started an argument with me and said it was my fault because I didn't vote or it was my fault because I didn't vote for Hillary and I smooth ass cussed her out and told her she needs to mind her business because you don't know who I voted for and you don't know what I did. I could speak out and be, this is the thing I don't, I could speak up and be vocal about whatever the heck I want to be. And it's none of your business. The difference between me and you is if I have to make a decision like that, I'm not going to act like it's okay. I am going to speak on all levels of how wrong it was. And if I choose to be stabbed instead of shot, that's my choice. But I'm sure as hell going to be vocal on that if I want to. But these people were losing their minds. And they, to this day, we are almost four years in. And they're still blaming everybody and everything for this man winning. You have been losing your effing minds for four years because this man is your president. I say to myself, y'all don't remember Reagan. Preach. Y'all don't remember Reagan. Y'all don't remember any, like what president have we had that has ever done anything for us? What president?
president have we ever had that has ever said these things have happened to black African Americans. I am going to fix them, reverse them, and I'm going to change them and give you everything you need to be progressive people. What one? Every last one of them was racist. Every last one of them care about you. They they allowed the oh my god, the war on drugs, AIDS. AIDS in itself. I, AIDS in itself bodies me every single time. I, the, the, I get so angry. Crack, AIDS, guns. The project's literally turning into war zones. COVID. COVID. Land. Throw COVID in there now. Exactly. So A mask. Have, A mask. So please explain to me. <sighs> I, I, I like to say it doesn't matter who is the president of the United States if you do not have a candidate that is acknowledging the death, the murder, the rape, the, the complete destruction of every African American on this in this in this country. If you don't have one that's coming in and saying, I'm going to fix all of that, they're all literally going to do the same exact thing. And these people don't care until it's three, four months before election to then say, now we don't have a choice. We can't ask them no questions. We need to just get them in to get the other one out. Why weren't you asking all of these questions for years like people like me do? Where are you to ask those questions then? Why aren't you, why are you only interested a few months before election and then you throw in that whole, our ancestors died for this. You know, I used to do this shit all year long. And you know, I used to have people make fun of me. The, these people used to be like, oh, you hey, you so you always talking that woke stuff. I didn't even know what that meant. You you one of them, huh? I used to be like, what? Like, you're not passionate. You don't care about your environment, your country, the way that your people are being treated, your kids are being treated regularly? Like, how are can you I, now, can I just how say are you this? Now just upset? Like, you don't remember. I remember Yusuf Hawkins. I remember all. I remember you said. I remember everything. I remember being outraged all the time. I I remember being young and speaking about Reagan and being outraged about about this man. And then when when he died, I had to watch presidents that came in after him, knowing what he had done and was trying to reverse supposedly trying to reverse and fix everything. Go to his funeral and speak about him like he was, you know, the greatest person on the planet. So here we had, right, we had the crack epidemic and AIDS, right? And now we have white people who are taken to the hospital and given special medication so they don't OD. When I, when people have had family members and children and babies die in crack houses. Y'all not mad? I'm mad. Well, in, in, in the state oh. that I live in, in the state that I live in, you could keep Narcan in your vehicle. See? See? But y'all y'all not mad about that? Like, I don't understand how you mad because I don't particularly like the candidates you do like. I got other shit to be mad about. Because I've been mad about these things. I've been upset about But if things. they got a white then why would they be mad? They got a white what? White. See, and that's a, that's another thing too. <laughs> like like Erica, Erica, Erica just brought up a point. Like Michelle Obama and George W. forgetting Katrina ever happened. Right. Right, she's absolutely right. Or, but so, <laughs> even so look, let me, Katrina, Keisha, let me, I Keisha. obsessed, I obsessed over Katrina. I sat and watched every piece of news. Katrina was, was terrible. 
I was sick. I couldn't believe that was happening to them goddamn people. Katrina was terrible. I couldn't believe that. And that George W. Bush and they want to swap candy with each other all the time now. Like, here you go, boo. Here goes some candy and cough drops. Listen, <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like Michelle Obama, but like here, I just be so confused with people. Like, some you look at Joe Biden's plan and you live in the suburb. How that's gonna help you? I don't want to turn the show into a political show, but um, I, I, it's not a political thing. But I just be want to ask, how is that going to help you? We slot okay as a middle class person. If I remove my race, right? I'm just middle class, right? I've been middle class generation. I'm trying to be rich. Keisha, Keisha, let me ask you a question before you get to it. Are you first class middle middle middle? Are you first generation middle class? No. Third? I might be fourth. Because it, uh, like, on my mom's side, okay, so here's the thing about black people that we don't understand. When the white people throw you a nugget that say the first slaves we own, right? So that means we were here before slavery. Right? So on my mom's side, he was uh, a free man, and, and I don't know if he moved to Canada or if he was from Canada and went to North Carolina with his Cherokee man. They were educators. They very bougie. They were educators and entrepreneurs. So when we go back, they were never slaves. Now, my grandfather, my grandfather, you know, he liked that mocha booty, so that was something different. But when you go back and what, trace, excuse me, on, I didn't hear you, Keisha. He liked what, that mocha booty. That's why yeah. I have this skin, child. My mama is light skin like Shakita. This is why I got this skin. So when so I say that to say we've been middle class. My mother's grandfather, my mother's uncle had a, a hardware store on um, Bergen. My grandfather had a pool hall in the woman house and all this other stuff. So what people don't understand, even if you were we were poor, because a lot of us that southern migration is because we don't went to the military, we don't got a little bit of stuff. We had to go out so we didn't kill the white man. Because we wasn't standing for a lot of that stuff. Even when we get here, they got Projects and drugs. Like I, I'm like we are so behind. And I had a, a couple Muslim aunties, but we are so behind when it comes to history and knowing about ourselves in America. I ain't talking about in Africa. I'm talking about here. We didn't just accept everything that they were giving to us. So. <laughs> um, Got me a troll today. Yeah, I see it. So it's just frustrating when people try to tell us that we need to do things that we've been doing. Because they don't know any better. See, see my thing is okay, so so let me ask you, let me ask you guys. So now 
it's just it, it's crazy because I could say the same story for everything that's happening. Tomorrow morning, we get up, find out somebody in another state's been shot, unarmed black man been shot by a cop. White cop, black cop, don't matter. We're outraged. NBA players decide to boycott again. Buy, they design a new T-shirt. It's an outrage. Bad. New T-shirt. And then you buy a new T-shirt. Like, like, let me ask you, you guys know. a question. It, the NBA playoffs going to last at least another three weeks. What's the chance? Well, someone just got killed yesterday. It just wasn't. It didn't make big headlines. So what is the difference? Like, my whole thing is, where's all this going? Nowhere. No, we because both both presidents have said they're not going to be into uh, prison reform. <laughs> so you know, my thing is, my thing is, where where's this going? No, where? I mean, you know what? This is where I'm at, and this is exactly where I am, am with COVID. And everybody wants to go to the gym. I'm like, just let them go to the gym. If they die, they die. That's just how, where I'm at. I'm not. Even though I would like for my oh the, shit, even though I would like for the person what happened? I, I messed up. <laughs> I did something I wasn't supposed to do. But go ahead. Even though I would like uh -huh. for the president, I want to win. I'm just at a place where I feel like just let whoever. But my president, the person I want to be president, is even running. But let um, you know, let them have who they want. Let them have who they want. Let them, so we can see if something different changes. That's just where I'm at. Y'all don't want Trump. Y'all think he somebody gonna be better? Okay. Y'all hate him. He's racist. Oh, I don't like him either. Let I hope who, who y'all want to win win, so that y'all can see. And I want to see if y'all gonna do something different this time. I want to know. Hey, listen, I think I want to know during his presidency. Are you gonna ask for anything? Are you gonna demand anything? Because you don't want to do it now. So Joe, so Joe uh -huh. don't have nothing to to live up to. He has nothing to uphold because you didn't make no demands. You ain't asking for nothing. So it's not like he needs to come into the office and do anything you want him to do. He's going to come and do what he wants. So when the next, when you see after two years, after three years, don't wait till four months before or three months before the next president election, election comes up where you talk about some, well, we just got to get Biden out. Biden out. You better start figuring out how you can ramp up that energy and find and say the things that you want and talk about the things that you need. And when I talk about the black agenda, stay out my business and stay out my face and stop asking me, well, what is the black agenda? Because if you don't know what it is, then you don't deserve to have it. Stay out of my face, stay out of my business, don't have any conversations with me about it. Oh, because I already I know what I want and I know what I'm gonna ask for and demand. And if you think that I don't have your best interest at heart, that's nothing that pisses me off about. Well, what's the black agenda? That sarcasm, that bullshit. If you think that me saying that we deserve or need something, that I would not have the best interest in heart, what do you think I want? Candy, vacation, ring. Get, get your sister. Get you know, your sister. you think what you what you think I want a job? Like, what do you think I want? So you know, I you know when people talk about that, that those things are things of importance importance to get us out of this being murdered out in the street in broad daylight and and giving us whatever else that we need to be progressive so stop asking if you don't want to have that conversation stay out of it because when the next president election comes around and this man has done nothing for us and we start demanding that from the next candidate i'm gonna need you to mind your business i'm gonna be on your ass and i'm gonna tell you mind your business because we gave you biden you had him and he did nothing again let us do our job I, you know what? I, 
I, it's not even that for me. I think for me is that I don't like the name calling. Um, let's have a conversation on if we're going to vote in a block, which way we're going to go. Don't call me names because I don't agree with you. So that I think that um, what bothers me. Like, even today, I put up this post. It was proven that majority of us, black, foundational Americans, I'm including black and white, we agree to what the body of the of the things say, right? But we're voting against our interests. So if we're going to keep voting for one party, like even if you think about the money, the Hasidic Jews, they vote Democrat, right? They vote in a the block. They getting what they want. Meanwhile, the school in the suburbs, I live in the suburbs, they don't have Chromebooks for all the kids. We've talked bad about, say, our urban area. My niece, who lives in an urban area, she's in pre-K, she's getting an iPad. It's a disconnect. Right. It's a disconnect. Us middle-class people are putting in that money and we're not getting what we're supposed to get for our kids and our family. I'm not saying I don't want to help the urban areas, but it's a disconnect. So I'm not going to call someone a name if they vote their interests. Like, but I also recognize that Mike Pence's are racist. Trump supporters, most of them, the white ones are racist. That doesn't mean I can't look at it holistically. So why are you calling me a racist when we vote in a block, we don't get nothing? Right. So the name calling, I think, is what bothers me more so than anything else. So Erica Erica asks, would it benefit everyone if but, every, it would, would it benefit everyone if every if we started focusing on candidates in Congress and Senate? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. To do these things because it seems like we're not yes. even putting up candidates for president that have most of our stuff on the radly on the radar, sadly. So maybe we need to start around the president if that makes sense. Yes. I don't I, I'm right. not I I agree that we need to focus on Senate and Congress. I'm not gonna say that we shouldn't focus on the president. But I think that we need to understand that the president really is just supposed to be like Did a broker. Did y'all see the Black Panther, the God, Chadwick Boseman I'm trying to hold it together. My son just texted me that. And I'm Could to hold really? Y'all live on the air and you just going to bust out Keisha and say that? Because I'm, I'm telling you, I just told my son, send me the link. I said, I don't believe He had colon cancer. <gasps> I can't believe I got. Oh my God! Oh, oh! T'Challa done died. What in the world? See, twenty twenty oh, can go to hell if you see the What in the world? Oh. So you don't you don't interrupted our show, Keisha. Right. So could you be the news oh, reporter and tell us what happened? Oh, yeah, only cancer. He was forty three. Wow. Don't Keisha, Keisha, you interrupted our show with emergency news. Could you tell us what happened, please? Chadwick oh. Bozeman passed away at 43. He was in Black Panther. That was the 
and, and played James Brown. This is unbelievable. That is terrible. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. This is I should have went and got my Let me ask you guys a question. I you know, and I'm not saying that he 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 did look a little thin in a couple of his latest movies. A little thin. A little thin. He did look a little thin. A little thin. I mean, it's it's sad to hear that he, he passed away. He, May uh, he, look, he was more than a little thin. May his family be comforted. With, uh, he, what you know, is during he got the time. colon cancer? It makes sense. It makes sense now. That is terrible. Um. So, so I don't know. Someone said we were rude to them. I'm. We're apologizing. No, don't pay the comments. Keisha, don't pay the comments no mind. I have a I have a troll in my comments. And I no, was trying it wasn't to get the, let me let me finish. And troll. I was let me finish. Let me finish, Keisha. And in the process of getting the damn troll out of my comments, I wound up blocking somebody that I shouldn't have blocked. Um we weren't being rude. We gotta understand that 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 what Keisha was explaining was the backlash that the NBA players that they were getting on social media. When she was explaining about the players, don't in the chat, you guys, don't take everything so personal. Don't think that when we're doing a show that somebody's coming at you because they'll say something general. So with that, I had a damn troll that was in my damn comments, and I wound up trying to block that person and block somebody else. But let me listen. let me just say this. <laughs> Stop, Quinn. Let me say this. Let me just say this about Les. So, we are the type of people. I'm never going to be rude to my friends and family. So, the beginning of Let's Talk, we invited people that we felt was um, smart, enterprising, had something to say. So, we're not going to be rude to you out of the way. That's just not who we are. Now, now. What we've been encountering is sometimes people try to feel like that they can say whatever they want to say because it's over the internet or it's over, you know, over social media. So now we do match energy, all of us. Shakita has the least patience. She's going to send you to hell early. I might try to work with you. Quinn has the most patience. But we're not going to go out of our way to be rude. That's just not who we are as individuals or as a group. Would you agree? Right. And I do understand that. And I, 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 I say this a lot. I understand that people don't know how to debate. And I understand that people, um, I, I, th that's just it. I don't I understand that people don't know how to debate. I, I, I understand that when people, um, when they think that they are debating, they project their feelings on you. Mm -hmm. Instead of reading, instead of reading exactly what I said, and when you get to a place that when you've read something that I've said and you don't agree, what you're supposed to say is, "Okay, don't come." And when you ask me, so what you're trying to say is, because mm -mm, I don't try to say nothing. I said it. So if you don't, if you're confused about what you're reading, or you're confused about the feelings, sometimes you can just kind of let it sink in and yes. Let, let it marinate a little bit, you know. Yes, I'm just at a place where you know I don't interact with people most of the time unless I know who they are and I know them personally. Like, 
you know, I try, I don't know. I just don't interact. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I, I'm just at a place where I just don't care. Like, I'm, I'm an admin, be helpful. I don't do much. I don't, I don't really pay attention often. I don't debate in political conversations because I feel like, you know, people are new when it comes to politics and everything that they think they know, um, they sometimes don't. So I don't want to have these conversations where I have to fact check somebody. Every every three words I got to fact check and see if you're talking about it make any sense. So I don't I don't engage in political conversations with anybody, right? I'm... I, I'm, I, I don't think that we need to be singling out anybody and having conversations. Let me tell you something right now. All this shit, I don't care about none of this. I don't care, and I, and I don't mean the show. I don't care about nothing to nothing. I don't care about nothing. I don't want to be bothered with nothing. I'm not going back and forth with nobody. Uh, I don't want to do that because I don't do that on my private page. I don't do that on my private page. I'm not dealing with it. So I know I feel I'm probably rambling right now, but. I, I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not dealing with nobody, no disrespect, no nothing. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, but, you know, I, I, I think we have bigger fish to fry right now. Um, I think, I think as, as a community, we have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, and I think we spoke enough today. Um, I think, you know, I try to stay away from, like I said, I try to stay away from political things because it's difficult, you know, to engage when you have to fact, fact check all the time when people think they know what they're talking about. So I don't, I don't engage in political conversations as much yeah. unless I'm doing it, unless I'm talking to people that, you know, I know and they know me because they're not deliberately trying to challenge me. They're not deliberately trying to have conversations with me to prove that I'm stupid or I don't know what I'm talking about. Like we're, we're sharing thoughts and feelings. And, and here we are, the three of us having a conversation and nobody trying to change anybody else's mind. You're just allowing each other to talk and feed off of whatever you're saying and, and have dialogue. You know, I'm not asking nobody questions to challenge them. We're, we're not doing that we're talking like normal people so I, I don't engage in political conversations typically but you know I, I think I think they're worth having when you're talking to people that you care about and and you know you want to ease feelings and tensions because there's a lot there's a lot going on right now it really is but I think that, that all of us collectively want to do that but I think the respect is not given in return. Hey, but then I think you should just block them and get rid of them. I, I you know, that's just my. I know, I know that. I know that's. I know that that's your I think feeling. You should just block them and get rid of them. I think it makes it harder, and and that's how I feel. That's how I treat people just in general. If I'm having a conversation about something and you're very combative, like you want to, like you want to verbally fight me, for what? I literally stop talking to you. Period. Like you could talk. You could talk to yourself. I'm not doing it. So you know. I think in public, on 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 social media, um, in forums like Let's Talk, I think it makes it difficult. But I think there's ways to get around that. I think you just don't engage them, you know. And then just you know try to be positive as possible. Give you some downtime, you know. Try to figure out, um, you know, some self care is always super 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 important in an environment and in a time like this. I mean, we're watching people be murdered on TV, and then. We have a beloved star that we all liked and loved and care about who, you know, we just found out died today. So, you know, people are really going to be, you know, it's, it's a, for, for black people, it's a constant um, battle with being upset. You're always angry. You're always upset. So you have to find some time to, you know, to get away from that. And if you can't find that when you get on, especially you come into our forum, you can't have fun and, 
people are fussing and arguing with you, just back off, walk away, close the, get out of let's talk group for a little while and move on. Or post something light, something refreshing. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to debate with people about politics and stuff and talk about death. Because it's or relationships or mm-hmm. like, I mean, I like a good debate, but I'm not going to go back and forth. I'm learning from Shakita. Yeah, you can. You can. I, I, and when I, I had somebody lying on me, I was done. I was like, listen. I, I understand. Still lying on I, me. I, understand, I understand that y'all um changed the 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 narrative of the show, but you know, for lack of better words, fuck all that. Amen. Damn what they talk about. Uh, the page is ran the way the page is gonna be ran. If don't nobody like it, they can unfollow. Or they could actually I mean, be removed. The and, small and, thing and, it, and they could be removed. We ain't begging nobody to support us. We ain't begging nobody. We appreciate the support, but ain't nobody begging nobody to do nothing. Ain't nobody breaking nobody's wrist. When they get li- listen, when they get into the personal stuff and all that stuff, it goes somewhere else. So we're gonna leave it at that. Um we're gonna close the show. Yeah, yeah we're uh, closing the show because I'm about to decline um one of your white friends' posts. Uh, well, uh, with that, the show. we're, we're going to leave the show out. Bye, everybody.